guys and welcome back to my channel so I never know how to start these videos I never know how to start these more recent ones this story I have been following just on local TV since it happened it takes place in Colorado Springs which is pretty close to where I live today I'm gonna to be telling you about Gannon Stauk and I actually was going to be doing a where is video about Gannon as he has been missing since late January but in the past week the search for Gannon has been stopped this is very fresh very recent so of course I wanted to tell you guys that I don't have all of the information right now there is so much that is clearly being kept out of the public's eye from the police there have now been charges filed this is going to go into a trial so there are parts that are missing here and there will probably be new information coming out all the time in the next couple of weeks to months so this is what I know as of now today when I'm filming is March 6th. So this is Gannon Stauk. He was an 11 year old boy from Colorado Springs who went missing on Monday, January 27th of this year. This is his biological mother, Landon, and this is his father, Albert, otherwise known as Al. Now this next part is not confirmed. I wanna make that clear, but there has been rumors. The reason that Gannon's parents got divorced was because he started seeing another woman while they were married. Quickly after they got divorced, he ended up marrying this woman and her name is is Letitia, otherwise known as Tisha or T. So Gannon had been through quite a lot already at a young age, you know, going through your parents' divorce, but his life had also started off really rough. He was born premature at only two pounds, so it was a total gamble of whether or not he was going to survive when he was born. They actually predicted he probably wouldn't survive, but he was a fighter and he actually did survive and grew up to be an 11-year-old boy who was known for being super sweet, kind to his family, very loving, super friendly to everyone he met. He just absolutely loved people. He loved to play with his friends and he also loved video games like what little boy doesn't. He was especially into Sonic, was very excited for the new Sonic movie that just came out. Unfortunately, he never had a chance to see it. So he did have a younger sister as well as an older stepsister from Letitia or T and she is 17. So Gannon was actually born in South Carolina and his whole family lives there, his birth mom's there, but then Al actually got a job in Colorado and they decided to move. Al works for the Colorado Springs National Guard and T used to be a teacher, but she actually got her license revoked in 2015 for failing to show up at the beginning of the school year. So let's kind of build a timeline here. Okay, so let's go to the Saturday before he went missing. Al was out of town for work and Letitia was home with the kids. T said that her and Gannon were cleaning out the garage on Saturday when he somehow injured his foot. She said it wasn't anything crazy, but it did bleed a little bit. She said that she put a Band-Aid on it and it wasn't a big deal and he was fine. So the next day, T claims that she and Gannon and his little sister all went on a hike to Garden of the Gods, which is a really beautiful area in Colorado, but it definitely is like a more rocky terrain. So obviously his injury on his foot wasn't too bad because she decided to bring him to Garden of the Gods. So then they went home and then later that night, Al got a text message from T that basically said that Gannon had knocked over a candle and that he was pretty freaked out and upset about it. And so he should not get mad at him. I'll explain more about this whole candle situation later in this video. So then Monday rolled around 
around. And according to T, Gannon did not go to school that day because he was feeling sick with a tummy bug. T claims that she last saw Gannon around 4 p.m. that day because he left the house to go play with a friend. She just said that he needed to be home by the time the street lights came on. Now this is so weird to me because I don't know, in my house, if you stayed home sick from school, you were definitely not gonna go out and play or go play with a friend, you know, if you were sick. You had to be in bed being sick or else you were going to school. <laughs> so I already think that was an interesting choice. So eventually it got dark. 7 p.m. rolled around and there was still no sign of Gannon according to Letitia. So this is when they decided to call the police. And at first the police actually labeled Gannon as a runaway because that's really how T was portraying it to them. And the main reason that the police started to think this was because Letitia found searches on his phone, actually just one search, and it was asking if your parents could track your location if your phone was turned off. So there was only one search and and you would think that if someone was planning to run away, probably do more searches than that. Gannon's biological mother, Landon, flew out from South Carolina to Colorado to help in the search efforts. My son is a very loving kid. He wouldn't want harm on anybody. And it's so hard to just think, why is this happening to him? I have no clue. My kid deserves to come home. My kid has a purpose and it's important to me and it's important to everybody that's standing in this room. Gannon. Bubba, little man, mommy's hero, wherever you're at, mommy and daddy's here. We're begging and pleading for you to come home. If anybody has any type of lead, put yourself in my situation. Ask yourself, what would you do? Yeah, I'd like to reiterate what Landon said, that um, well, well, what an incredible community we have. I mean, everybody in here, and, and a team, incredible team that, um, uh, yeah, I came out my front door, I think it was Tuesday, and there was 300 people out there searching my neighborhood. It blew, blew me away. So a few days went by and there was still no sign of Gannon. And on January 30th, he was changed from runaway to missing and endangered child. This was done for a couple reasons. One, because I think the police started speculating that this wasn't just a runaway, but also because Gannon took certain medications every day. And of course you're endangered if you can't take your medication daily. And then also we live in Colorado. It's really crazy weather. Some days it can be really sunny around this time of year and then there can be blizzards. So on the days that Gannon was missing, there was a horrible snowstorm. It was really bad. And they were obviously concerned about him being lost out there. Digging through deep snow, more than 80 volunteers continued the search for Gannon Stout in Douglas County Friday. They're focused on an area between Palmer Lake and Larkspur, using drones, dogs, and horses. Much of the area is on private land, but we don't know what led the sheriff's office out here. Volunteers are busy tonight out searching for him, even as this snow is coming down. The El Paso County Sheriff's Office says that they will continue working at night as long as they have solid leads to follow. One of the ways we know that they're looking for Gannon is by water, using a device called an ROV. It's basically like an underwater drone with 
sonar capabilities. It has the ability to capture photos and videos underwater and can even reach out and grab pieces of evidence to then bring to the surface. There was already a lot of buzz happening on social media, but then something huge came out on February 2nd. Gannon's neighbor, Roderick Drayton, actually released a video that he had taken, a surveillance video that showed Gannon's house. And this video completely destroyed T's whole timeline, her whole statement. The fact that she said the last time that she saw him was at 4 p.m. leaving the house, that never happened or it would have been taken on film. But not only that, the video that the neighbor released actually showed Gannon and T leaving the house at 10.15 a.m. together in the truck. That morning when I saw her back the truck up and him get in. The neighbor of missing 11-year-old Gannon Stout says this security video shows the boy getting into a red pickup with his stepmother on the day of his disappearance. My Xfinity camera, okay. it picked it up. Picked up him getting into the vehicle and her taking him off about 10, 16 that morning. Four hours later. And then she returned about 2, 16 without him. Gannon was reported missing by his stepmother later that day. A spokesperson for the El Paso County Sheriff's Department tells ABC News they do not dispute the neighbor's description of that video. I watched the video. I could slow it down, speed it up. I know he didn't come home with her, so I knew something. She'd done something with him or to him. Drayton started reviewing footage after a knock on the door from the FBI. Just kept looking through video, hundreds of clips. Until I found it. One thing to note is a lot of people have commented about how slowly he gets in the car. Some people wondered if he was injured or possibly hesitant to get in the car, but we do know he gets in the car and the two of them drive off together. Then a few hours later, around 2.30 p.m., the video shows T coming back to the house, this time without Gannon. She tries to say that he was in the video, that he did get out of the car, that you just can't see it because the truck is really high and you can't see the other side and some bullshit. But I'm sure you guys watching this video that you can tell that no one gets out of the car. There would have been a shadow or some type of movement. We would have seen the car door open and close, something. Now, before Roderick even showed this video to police, he actually showed it to Gannon's dad, Al. According to Roderick from his interview, he said that as soon as Al saw it, he immediately started crying and saying that she lied. She lied about the time. Now, Roderick has been huge in this case and definitely a good neighbor, a good vigilant neighbor, because that morning he also saw Gannon and his little sister playing in the front yard. He was just getting ready to leave for work and he saw them and said hello. They said hello back, but he just said that something felt off about the encounter and he couldn't quite put a finger on what it was. Now, once this footage came out, T started changing her statements. She claimed that earlier that day, that morning when they left, they were going to Petco together. Now, because Gannon was sick that day, he just stayed in the car. And according to the employees that were at the Petco, they said that she was acting really weird while she was there. She apparently would go up to the front of the store and just look out the window at the parking lot. Then she leaves, she goes back to Petco around 1 p.m. for whatever reason, and she claims she bought a few more things. So this brings us to where they come back to the house at 2.30. T claims that Gannon did get out of the car with her in that footage, although we all saw it. We know Gannon did not get out of that car. When they were asking T more questions about who he was gonna go play with that afternoon, she said he was gonna go out and play with someone. She just said that she doesn't know. Really? This woman makes no sense.
So then on February 3rd, after the news came out about this video clip, investigators from the El Paso County Sheriff's Department decided to search the Stauk home. They also brought in crime lab technicians to look at the home, you know, to take DNA samples, test for fingerprints, stuff like that. The evidence comes from a neighbor's surveillance camera. Police have asked us not to discuss it or show you this video just yet. We've been out here outside of Gannon's home, staking it all day, and just a few hours ago, a crime team came with gloves, stayed for hours, and recently left with bags of evidence. And according to police, it became pretty clear pretty quickly that her story just was sketchy and wasn't adding up, and they brought bags of evidence out of that house. And of course, we have no idea what it was that they brought out, but when they're bringing that much stuff, you think they probably found something. At the same time, there were still people searching for Gannon. There were search parties being formed, and people were out in the field looking for him. All all over in that area. So let's jump back to that whole candle story that I had told you about earlier in the video. Letitia texts Al and says that Gannon knocked over a candle and he's really sad and don't get mad at him about it, okay? So what happened with that? T claims that he knocked over a candle and it like lit the carpet on fire, burned it, and it was so damaged from this that she was going to have to replace the whole carpet. And it was at this point that T decided to show police a video that she accidentally took on her phone, and I'm just gonna go ahead and play this for you. It's it's pretty upsetting, but go ahead and listen. Well, devastating. Initially, Scott, I can't lie when the TMZ information- Gannon, I promise this is the last time I'm gonna ask you. I'm just freaked out, okay? Are you sure you didn't do it on purpose? He did it. Okay, you promise. He promised. Purpose. Pinky promise. Pinky. Okay, all right, so listen, listen. We're, all right, I'm, we're gonna have to sell stuff to fix it, okay? okay? So we figure out what we gotta sell. We can sell the sofa, we can sell whatever, cause we gotta get it fixed so uh, lady, don't be mad at us and kick us out of the house, okay? <coughs> you got it? Something is not right about the way that she's talking to him, the way that she's trying to scare him, the way that he's reacting. You can tell that he's upset, like she maybe just wigged the hell out on him, and now she's trying to act decent because she's on camera and filming it. Now, she puts this video out to prove her timeline, to prove her story about the candle, and I don't even know what she was trying to do, but I think it just makes the situation worse because it shows how weird their relationship was and also makes you think Gannon could have been scared of this woman. Now there's been all these rumors about the carpet. A lot of people think that it was actually replaced a few days after he went missing. I don't think this can be confirmed, but if that is the case, that is extremely sketchy. Why would that be her concern when he's missing? You know, obviously you can replace your carpet fast. Of course, people stain their carpet or ruin their carpet and they replace it pretty quick. There's companies that will do it fast nowadays, but why would that be her priority when she has a missing stepchild? If you had, you know, a carpet company scheduled to come replace it, you think you'd cancel because your child's missing. It definitely makes you think, you know, did that whole incident even really happen? Did Gannon actually spill a candle or did something else happen on that carpet that she doesn't want people to know about? So as the days go on, 
Gannon is still missing. People are still searching for him. And T is continuing to post stuff on social media. She's posting pictures of them together, begging the public for help. And then she also starts making a lot of posts about Gannon's biological mom. In these posts, she starts saying how Landon has never really cared about Gannon and doesn't even want to be his mom and basically dumped him off with her. And now she was being the mom that Landon couldn't be. She also accused Landon of being on drugs, saying that Gannon actually pulled up videos of his mom on drugs on like an iPad and showed it to her one time. She said they were growing up living in and out of motel rooms and she was doing drugs all the time. And people online were definitely starting to speculate by her behavior and the way she was acting that maybe she had something to do with it. And immediately T starts getting extremely defensive about this. She has said that she is sick of people talking about her, assuming things about her that aren't true. That she's disgusted that people would think that she'd have anything to do with Gannon's disappearance. So you know, after this, she does an interview on the news, and let's just have you take a look. Uh, you are? I am Tisha Stout, which is Gannon's stepmother. You've been a part of the investigation since the very first time. You were the last person to see him. Is that right? Correct. Well, I'm not allowed to talk about anything with the case. I would more so be willing to talk about how the community needs to have faith and continue to work together and not make these false accusations, like the things that have been said that I've disappeared from the community, I haven't been there to help, but there's lots of reasons behind that. So notice immediately she is concerned only with defending herself, clearing her name, and talking about the accusations that have been made against her. Instead of talking about Gannon, trying to help raise awareness, I mean, this is not how someone interviews when they have a missing child and they're trying to find them. I think it's interesting that she probably was the one who decided to do this interview with her hair facing the camera. I can't imagine the news crew asked her to do that, so I don't know if she's trying to just protect her identity or what. There's two really good detectives, and so I'm not you know, going to talk bad about detectives, but the tactics they started to get when I would answer questions, they try to, you know, they're detectives, they're supposed to twist, the one main goal is to find Gannon. But during that time, some of those things made me feel uncomfortable the way they were saying things. So I immediately stopped and felt like, felt like an attorney would help me with some of the vocabulary and things like that that I needed help with. You know, there was comments about Gannon getting pushed off the hike and there was comments about this and that's just not true. I took care of Gannon for the last two years in our home because his mother didn't want to do it. The rumors have gotten so bad. I pretty much have been told at least 10 different ways that these people have these conspiracy theories. I guess they watch a lot of law shows and maybe they have all these theories on how um, Gannon is dead. And that's what they're saying. So I'm like, why are you saying Gannon is dead? And then at one point in the interview, she starts talking about how she expects an apology from the public. I'm just ready for Gannon to come home. Most importantly for him to see his family. But second, I am going to be so ecstatic when I'm able to say to people that I hope they have a really sincere apology for all these theories that have came out online. The message for Gannon I have is, Gannon, when you get here, you'll be able to truly tell what happened. And then I really hope I get a sincere apology from everyone who has made all those things, especially from my husband. That seems to be all she is concerned about. Is that not the most alarming statement? Her message for her missing stepson is not, Gannon, hang in there, you'll be okay, come home, we miss you, no one's mad at you. No, it's, Gannon, I hope you can come back and clear my name and prove everyone wrong. So of course, when people started seeing her on TV in these weird interviews, 
everyone's starting to feel like this woman had something to do with it. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to feel like Letitia Stout clearly is off. Something is off here. And another crazy part of this interview was when the interviewer actually asked her about Gannon and how he is as a person. And she talked about him in past tense, which is just a huge red flag. She said he was so that definitely shows you where her head is at. The El Paso PD says that she has been really uncooperative from the start, but of course T said that they have treated her poorly and she claimed that they wouldn't even let her have a lawyer. On February 8th, there was a vigil held in the community and a lot of people came out for this. On day 12 of the search for Gannon Stout. And he's gonna come home to his friends and he's gonna come home to his family. A community is praying, crying, even singing. Doing all they can to stay positive for the family. We are still very much in high hopes along with them, and we're here to encourage them through the whole process. Some wearing shirts with the hashtag pray for Gannon and the words may you always be brave in the shadows until the sun shines upon you again. Overwhelming moment for Gannon's family. This means more to them than anything. As the sun set on another day without their little boy, but with so much support from their community. But eventually they did suspend the search and then on February 28th, investigators got an arrest warrant for Letitia. And then on March 2nd, the El Paso County Sheriff's Department held a news conference. Thank you for coming today. We thank you for your patience as we work diligently to piece together what led to Gannon's disappearance. While we've yet to locate Gannon, this morning just after 8 o'clock a.m. East Coast time, Letitia Stauk was taken into custody in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina without incident by law enforcement officers from this, the El Paso County Sheriff's Office. Letitia will be held without bond in the J. Reuben Long Detention Center in Horry County, South Carolina, where she, where she will remain until she's extradited back to Colorado Springs on the following charges. Charge one, murder in the first degree of a child under 12 years of age by a person in a position of trust. Child abuse resulting in death tampering with a deceased human body and tampering with physical evidence. I cannot stress enough what a difficult time this has been for Gannon's family. So obviously by those statements, we know that police have a lot of information that we don't have. It's an active investigation. They, you know, do tell us that there's no body that has been found. They're still searching for a body, but they do have reason to believe, you know, he has passed, that she murdered him. So there must be quite a bit that we just haven't seen yet. Most recently, T actually appeared in the El Paso County Court on March 5th, and a judge informed her of her charges, and she was arrested and ordered to remain in jail without bond. She is due back in court on March 11th, so we probably will know maybe a little more information after that. There will be updates that come out in the next couple of weeks to months, and you know, eventually we will be able to put the full picture together here, and maybe I can, you know, make an update video with more information. But for now, if you want to know updates from me, I will start updating you guys on anything that happens that I see on our local news, which I watch every day after Ellen because I am a grandma. But I will put those on my Twitter. Al and Landon are both devastated by this. Really, I'm not in the correct mindset to be even standing up here, but if I had to say one thing, that when he said Gannon is no longer with us, I'd have to say Gannon is with us. After the stories of people from all over the world, he's not only my hero now, he's a world's hero. So I think the community, the positive support from a state that I've never visited 
other than two or three times. I'm astounded by the amount of love that's not come from me. It's came from my boy. Never thought I'd be standing here. It's a nightmare. I've had to put trust in the people I don't know. Today, I got the worst news. Obviously, we know what the worst news is. But the best news is, is that justice will be served. And I'll make sure that justice is served because my boy did not deserve any of this that has happened to him. Everyone in Colorado has been really upset about this, especially the community in Colorado Springs. Today's update on Gannon hitting the community very hard. As you can see, they're leaving flowers, stuffed animals, candles. There was even a blanket out here earlier. Many people just stopping for a moment to stand here and remember Gannon. This was a kid that it was very frequent out front, being very, uh, you know, being a kid, you know, um, very playful, very funny. This unthinkable tragedy opening the eyes of people in this community. I'll be a better parent. I will be more attentive to my neighbors. I'll be more attentive. I'll be a better neighbor uh, because of this. Um, and my kids, I will hold my kids tighter. Again, I love you. Um, your family loves you. Your community loves you. His mom said today, like, we don't want him to be forgotten. And he's he's never going to be forgotten. His He will live on. And there has actually been a petition started to change a street name down there to Gannon Street. I will link that change.org petition. I'm sure they would really appreciate the extra signatures if you would like to go ahead and sign that. I don't even know where to end this video. It's just so incredibly sad. You know, having a step mother watch a child is always a risky thing. Landon even talked about how she trusted this woman to be with her son and how betrayed she feels. And I can't even imagine. I mean, there is a level of trust you have to have with anyone that you trust to watch your kids. And it's just got to feel so devastating to find out they would be willing to harm them. I really want to know what happened. Obviously, we, we have no idea. So many different things could have happened. My heart just goes out to Landon and Al who are dealing with this immense loss. You know, to the siblings of Gannon who will miss him. I felt like even though the search for Gannon is over, it's still important to share his story because there are so many children out there like Gannon whose lives have ended because of abuse from a parent or a step-parent, and it's just devastating every time. That is going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode. And make sure you follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really does help me out. If you want to watch the video version of this show, you can find it on my YouTube channel, which will be linked, or you can just search Kendall Ray. I will be back with another episode soon, but until then, stay safe out there.